welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, prayer, and doubting every thought. If you're looking for peace in life and want to know what God really is about, you've come to the right spot. I wish you well, and let's get this episode started. So welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Doubt Every Thought podcast. My name is Jacob. I hope you're doing well. Uh, The whole goal of this podcast is to give you the three easy steps to return to God and also explain just really how amazing it is to be a son or daughter of God. Sounds unbelievable, but if you're looking for peace, like the intro said, this is the place to be. Uh, This one's going to be episode number six, and the title is How Repentance Works. Actually, what is the title? Yeah, What is Repentance and How It Works? So we're going to be covering a few different topics today. First one is, what exactly is the Doubt Every Thought podcast? Another one's going to be what I just mentioned, what is repentance? It's a very abstract idea, very interesting to me, so I thought we could go into it, kind of help you understand how the pain works. Uh, We have a part two, if you listen to the fifth podcast, we talked about a book by Roy Masters called How Your Mind Can Keep You Well. I really like this book, wanted to share a section, it talks about repentance too. And uh, the third or fourth part is going to be about a quote from Jesse Lee Peterson. So it should be action-packed, should be about 30 minutes or so. If you're looking for peace, some great conversation, some logos, some godliness, you come to the right spot. So let's get this party started. Okay, so what Doubt Every Thought is about. Now, I want to start this section off. It's going to be five minutes with a simple question. And it's really to ask yourself, do you have peace in your life? And if that's something that you're actually looking for. And if it is, then hey, this is what you should be listening to. The the reason why I started this whole podcast and the reason why I'm talking with other people along this journey is that it's a very clear and it's a very easy path that we've been misled from when it comes to God and how to return to him, how to relate to him, and really how to come back to the Father where we were in the Eden state. You know, and once you return, you'll have peace, you'll have freedom from external expectations, and you'll live a life uh, through God or really just having God living through you and bringing love into this world. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? I mean, I think it does. And from my experience, I've spent about 29 years always trying to be something, thinking that the thoughts that I had were my own, that the life that I was living was my choice. And once I realized I had to go and forgive, God forgave me. And once I realized that most of my life I had no thoughts, and when I had resentment and anger towards my family, that's when I began to believe the thoughts that I had. And... The one other thing I wanted to say, too, is that what waking up is and what God is, is also what it's not. You know, up to this point, going to church, doing the hooping and hollering, doing out loud prayer, listening to the pastors or your mullahs or whatever religion that you have, um, taking psychedelics or even just finding yourself on those spiritual quests, that ain't about finding God or that ain't about finding yourself. You know, the, the key thing here is that returning to God is so simple. But so many people can't do it because they don't know. And a lot of thing is, the, the big step here is that 
If you don't know and you're listening to the podcast, hey, you came to the great spot. So everything I'm talking about here, what is the secret? What are the three steps? The three steps are simple. You drop that judgment and anger. You know thyself. And of course, you doubt every thought. Now, that sounds really simple and abstract, right? Well, let's just go into some details here. How to drop the judgment and anger? Well, step one, you go to your mother and father and you forgive them. And you're forgiving them for making you resent them because they raised you. And once you do that, God will forgive you. And we're going to be covering lots of different parts about how that actually works. The second thing to do is to know yourself. And you do that by something called the silent prayer. It's really just an observational meditation, but it's not like meditation at all. You just observe your thoughts. And there's going to be a few tutorials you can check out on my website. And the last thing, of course, what's the name of the podcast? You doubt every thought. And the reason why is that you're disconnecting yourself from Satan, who is the one who is suggesting the thoughts in your head. And you're the one who says, I agree with those thoughts. I agree with the anger. I agree with the resentment. I am right. I am God. So once you begin to understand that and you can overcome the anger and resentment, and it's really just God working through you, you know, you begin to live a life where you bring love into this world. You know, as men, you learn to speak up at the right time and to lead ourselves into a new destiny. For women, you learn how to return to the true father that is within. And as a couple, if both of you, the man and the woman, have both uh, forgiven their parents, they both doubt every thought, and they do the silent prayer morning and night, you're going to raise perfect children and bring a whole new generation into this world, which is a pretty immoral world. It is Satan's world. You know, the other cool thing, too, is you start to develop these secret skills that other people who are in a fallen state don't have. Uh, you'll eventually find that you're not bothered by what's happening in this world. That sounds pretty great, right? With all the news and everybody trying to say, oh, I know the truth. Oh, these people are taking over. These people are horrible. You become a person where you just see things happening and it doesn't bother you. Not in a bad way, but just in a very observational way. You know, you also begin to clearly see what is true and what is false. And you'll begin to find that many people are living in an inverted world where they believe that good is bad and bad is good. Right is wrong and wrong is right. And the last thing is you won't have any doubt or concerns about your own future. And that's because you know that God is working through you. You know, and I have to give credit where credit is due. And there's two key people I really wanted to mention here. One of them is Roy Masters and the other is Jesse Lee Peterson. They've really and really inspired me to begin this whole conversation or really just continue it and spread that light amongst the world. You know, Roy Masters, he has a foundation. It's called the Foundation for Human Understanding. He's got some great YouTube channels and a few guided silent prayer videos. Um, he's 92 years old now, but he's been providing spiritual and personal advice for over 52 years. I mean, I'm only 30. Can you imagine that from being born plus an extra, what is it, 22 years? That's amazing. The other person, too, that I really enjoy and I spend time with, actually, is Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, for the past 30 years, he's founded a organization called Bond, which is Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And he's focused on rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. He's a uh, talk show host, a pastor, counselor, interviewer. He has an entrepreneur academy. You know, if you want to know more about him, he's all over the place on YouTube. Just go to rebuildingtheman.com to learn more. And the reason why I mentioned these two great guys is 
I'm not the one creating this or where it's coming from. You know, they're just signposts along the way, and I'm just a signpost along the way of your own spiritual journey. You know, when you really think about life, sometimes what happens is you go to a preacher or a pastor or a particular following of some sort, and you begin to worship the following. It's kind of like worshiping a signpost. When in reality, great men and great leaders of society, all they do is they point you along the way and they point you back to God. The whole key is that I want you to know for yourself what the truth is. You shouldn't be looking to other people to find the truth and intuition that you naturally have. And, you know, in Doubt Every Thought, we're going to be doing that by actually talking about the mechanics of waking up, you know, those three simple steps. We're going to be looking at clips, tips, and videos from other people who have already woken up. Uh, it's mainly going to be Roy Masters and Jesse Lee Peterson, but there's some good stuff from Patrice O'Neill. There's some great stuff from other people, too, that I would love to talk about. You know, and there's a lot of other people who are already awake or no longer in the uh, hypnotic state. And they're just a joy to talk to about their own experiences waking up and how, uh, how sometimes crazy it can be when you go and forgive someone. And the kind of last thing is we're going to talk about anything else that comes up. It could be about local politics. It could be about life. But the whole goal here is just to really break down the barrier. One sec. Just to break down the barrier that people tend to think about between real life and the religious and spiritual life. You know, when you really wake up, those two become one and you live in the present moment. No longer in the past, no longer in the future. So the whole goal is just to bring some spiritual sense to this fallen world. So with all that said, let's take a short break and then we're going to talk about repentance and in particular how it works during the silent prayer and maybe give you some advice. So I'll be right back. Okay, and welcome back to part two of the Doubt Every Thought podcast, episode number six. My name is Jacob. Topic of today, you know, how repentance works, especially during the uh, silent prayer. So, repentance. What comes to mind when you hear that word? Sounds pretty serious, right? You must repent. You know, you must absolve for your sins. You know, when I when I think about um, repentance it it gives me that whole hollywood viewpoint of the pew in the church and you got like a kid who maybe misled his parents maybe he told them something that was a fib or wasn't true he was avoiding punishment of some sort so he has to go into the pew and there's something about bless me father for i have sinned and they must repent by going to the church by talking to the priest or the pastor and somehow the pastor looks for the certification of that uh, repentance to God and God would let you know if repentance worked out or not. I know I'm doing a bit of a caricature, but if you really look at the picture of repentance, it many times hasn't made a lot of sense to me. You know, it's very abstract. People talk about it and, you know, will say things like, well, you just need to repent. Or it'll be like, well, that person needs to repent. You know, and even when I went on to Merriam-Webster, you know, the dictionary, the definitions kind of make sense, but not really. You know, it says uh, repentance, to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life, uh, to feel regret or contrition, 
uh, to change one's mind. I don't know about you, but it really seems like a foggy subject. And guess what? I got some clarity on it. It's actually super simple. And what's great too about repentance is that it's a part of the three steps that we talk about in this podcast, right? Forgive your mother and father, doubt every thought, and know thyself by doing the silent prayer morning and night. Really, once you're doing the silent prayer all throughout the day, naturally, it's a part of that stage too. Uh, I'll have the website up pretty soon, so you'll be able to actually have a small little pamphlet on how it works, plus some links for YouTube videos. But while you're doing the silent prayer in the morning and every night, what you're doing is you're sitting and observing your thoughts, and it's really meant so that you get to know yourself and you begin to divide yourself from the perfect you and the sin that was born into you and that was fostered by having imperfect parents. And while you're doing this, especially as you start to get more and more into the silent prayer and more consistency and really beginning to know thyself and doubting every thought, what will happen is you're giving your spiritual self this chance to really bring up all the darkness and pain that you've been keeping down your whole life, the pain that you've been running away from. You know, it could be painful experiences. It could be fearful experiences. You know, it could be experiences or thoughts that you've accepted or denied as being true. It's all related to what you believed in your head. It's all related to that. And repentance can actually feel painful. You know, sometimes it can come up as physical pain. I've particularly noticed it in my gut area, like where your abs are. You know, I, I found that my, for myself, repentance comes from like a realization or an epiphany. We really call them revelations, you know, that I was worshiping something else other than God. You know, I was believing my thoughts rather than seeking the kingdom of God. And, you know, JLP has a great, uh, he has a great saying about white people. And the reason why we're not speaking up is because we're afraid to lose our stuff. <laughs> and I can say as a, uh, as a very strong white man, <laughs> that that has been true for um, a large majority of my life. There was this fear of uh, losing my stuff that I had slowly accumulated. And stuff doesn't just mean physical things. It could be my actual career or my job or my potential future. Again, hint, the future doesn't exist. It's just a thought in your head. Repentance is also just an expression of a part of your soul that you've actually just hidden from yourself. And you've initially labeled it as bad, not good. I need to stay away from this. But what's interesting is once you feel that pain, you should be very grateful. Instead of running away from it and saying, uh, oh, this really hurts my abs. I need to um, uh, stop doing the silent prayer. and I need to go do something. I need to call somebody. I need to seek external validation. And that validation can be through food, can be through sexuality and lust. It's all the, the seven deadly sins. You can just list them out. That's exactly where your mind will go, where Satan will go to try to pull you away from that pain. But if you just sit there and take that pain, you know, the key thing here is that when it happens, don't push back on it. You know, when this happens, don't try to analyze it. Just experience it. You know, if you're thinking about going through it and trying to also force it to happen, it's not going to work. What I mean by that is, let's say, uh, sitting in a silent prayer. And then all of a sudden you start to feel this pain come up. And immediately the thoughts will tell you, 
oh, this is repentance. Oh, this is a great sign. I can't wait to figure out exactly what this is. That again is you believing your thoughts because Satan just offered you that thought. And guess what you did? You just took it. Shame on you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. When you really begin to realize every single thought is not you, repentance is a great way to have that tested. You'll you'll feel that pain. All these thoughts are going to go crazy about trying to figure out where it came from. And the answer is that you're not going to be able to figure it out. You'll just have a revelation. Or you won't, and the pain will just go away, and you'll become stronger from it. Uh, what you'll find on the other side is really a different you. you. You come out stronger. It's very similar to a great workout where if you haven't worked out your whole life and then you go and try to lift some weights you're going to be like man why would anyone do this Ugh, i'd rather just go eat ice cream and get a nice burrito from chipotle but instead if if you actually realize that that type of pain is a good pain because you're growing from it you're acknowledging things from the past that were still bothering you and that you're actually just accepting it and being like okay that's fine You'll come out the other side stronger. And it's a strength that you can't intellectually understand. Do not try to understand this. Stop it. Don't believe those thoughts. All you have to do is sit there and take it. And that's what repentance is. It's where you sit quietly throughout the day, whether you're doing the silent prayer or not, and you feel the pain coming and you don't run away from it. You just accept it. I'm not talking about physical pain where if your leg's broken, yes, don't just observe your leg being broken. The second thing I wanted to talk about, too, is that I said it was mainly during the silent prayer, which you're supposed to do every morning and every night, or you can suffer and die. Your call. What you'll find, too, with the silent prayer is that over time, you'll begin to do it more and more naturally throughout the day, where you'll have moments of reflection, where you'll be there quietly, maybe in between projects that you were working on or at lunch, and you can actually just be in the moment. And that's also when repentance can come and you can feel that pain. And another key thing, too, about repentance is that sometimes you can shed a tear when it happens. It hasn't happened for me. I've been fortunate. But man, it can be painful. And I've heard from other people that when they went through pain, it was something that they actually had to shed something from. Whether it was shivering, whether it felt like an exorcism where something was leaving them, whether it was actually tears or noises. It's very interesting what can come out of you when you begin to know yourself because what's leaving you is the sin that you believe was you. Again, like the last episode that I talked about, there's a perfect you, and then there's a sin. And if you identify with the sin, it's slowly leaving you, and it can feel like physical pain. And again, that's all repentance is. So just wanted to cover it simply with you. It's just the pain that you feel when you get to know thyself. And the key thing here is when it's happening to not run away from it, not to analyze it, not to push it down, or not try to push it through. Just to continue to sit there, and observe it, just look at it, watch it happen, watch it wash over you, and you'll come out the other side just fine. So that's really all I wanted to talk about. Now, part number three, there is a book from Roy Masters. It's called How Your Mind Can Keep You Well. We talked about part one, kind of the introduction of what the silent prayer does and the real you and the not you. Uh, In particular, this time we're going to talk about his uh, perspective on Uh, repentance and what it means and how to process it. So I can't wait to talk about that with you. So let's get this transition done and I'll talk to you on the other side. 
So I want you to ask a very simple question to yourself, and it's this. Do you have peace in your life? And if that's something you don't have, then hey, the Doubt Every Thought podcast has three simple steps to bring it to you. You know, the first step here is to go to your parents and to forgive them. And you may ask, okay, what am I forgiving my parents for? Well, were they perfect? And the answer probably is no. You know, nobody's perfect. But we don't care about nobody. We care about your parents. So you're going to go to them and forgive them for making you resent them. Sounds counterintuitive, but it's really how it works. You go to your parents and forgive, and God will forgive you. That's been my experience. The second step is to do something every morning and every night, and it is called the silent prayer. You know, some people have equated it to meditation, but it's really not that. What you're doing is you're observing your thoughts. And Roy Masters has some great tutorial videos to teach you the basics. Just go online and find him. Another great resource is uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. He has something called the silent prayer dot video. The whole idea is that you sit there and know thyself. You really get to know who you are. And you take every thought and put it into captivity by observing it. And of course, the last step, hence the name of the podcast, is Doubt Every Thought. Because buddy, those thoughts definitely ain't you. They're coming from a source. They make you feel good. They make you feel bad, make you feel right and wrong. And you will begin to realize that as you doubt every thought, you will become more and more in the light and more and more peaceful. So again, if you're looking for peace in your life and you're looking for a simple way to do it, I would highly recommend these three steps. And I can't wait to talk about it more with you, with others, and just really bring you out of the darkness and into the light. So again, welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, and I wish you well. Can't wait to talk to you more. Okay, so welcome back to the Doubt Every Thought podcast. I hope you have fully repented for all of your sins. <laughs> okay, so in this section, um, it's going to be pretty simple, as most of the sections are. But it's a continuation of what we just talked about with regards to repentance, except instead of having me talk about it, we're going to have a different individual say it in their own words. And this particular person is Roy Masters, and the book I'm reading from is How Your Mind Can Keep You Well. Um, in particular, he's talking about the silent prayer, kind of like how I mentioned in the silent prayer, repentance will come. Uh, really, repentance is the act of letting that darkness or realization of being wrong come to the surface. Uh, I really like what he's right here, what he writes here, because he knows what he's talking about. And you may hear it from me, and maybe it clicks with you. But that's why I want to talk about it with Roy, because Roy wrote this book for a reason, and it's great to share it. So this type of book, again, How Your Mind Can Keep You Well, it's like 12 bucks on Amazon used. So you can just totally go and get the book yourself and read it through yourself uh, if you want to get these insights. So on page, let's see, page 34 has a comment that I first want to talk about. Here it is. The hunger for excessive amounts of intellectual knowledge is symbolic of an unseeing, rebellious mind without light, compensating with knowledge, a mind playing God. 
Such a mind will know only unbearable conflict, fear, and guilt. The reason why I say that is I've noticed many people in their lives will, when they face trials and tribulations, instead of sorting out the challenges, they will go to imright.com and read a thousand articles, maybe not a thousand, but they'll read enough articles to figure out why their beliefs are right or why they shouldn't be taking action or why the world's coming to an end. And it's totally true that you're basically acting like you're God and you're seeking validation elsewhere. You're seeking validation with intellectual knowledge and you've believed the thoughts that are in your head. So I would highly recommend not doing that anymore. Stop reading books. I know it sounds a little uh, counterintuitive as I read a book to you. <laughs> so he's talking about the silent prayer in this section. He says there's three stages. Second stage of the silent prayer can become a thought observing process. You know, when you're watching the center of your forehead or looking at your eyelids when your eyes are closed. But the third stage is what matters. So page 35. The third stage of meditation can become pain to the consciousness inasmuch as we shall be bothered by what we have allowed to transpire in us in the past. Do not deal with these thoughts or feelings. Do not attempt to change them. Just watch the pain that comes from the observation of them. This is called repentance. You must allow its pain and acknowledge your lack, for any attempt to deal with your old thoughts and feelings merely sickens you and duplicates the egocentric copying or egocentric coping that confused you in the first place. Tears may come at this stage. The body may tremble in what seems to be fear. Still do nothing. If your pride is not willing to be humbled in this fashion, it is unwilling to receive the essence of new life, if it desires to continue its own cause. You will find yourself in trouble for meditating for the wrong motive. You may find that you will relive certain past experiences mentally, emotionally, and physically. When you begin to recognize the cause of past problems, be sure you do not resent seeing them come to light. Merely observe what is revealed and be glad to see the suppressed layers come to the surface again to be reviewed. Disturbing as they may be, do not resent or deal with them. It is this pain that leads to repentance. Having acknowledged your errors and having taken back the blame that you had cast upon others, you will eventually feel relief from your burden. As you go through these experiences, of course, you will feel a great travail, but afterwards comes joy, a sense of going forward and a renewed sense of purpose. We have built layers of distracting wrong thoughts, emotions, and activities in an attempt to conceal, mask, or compensate for our inner weaknesses and failings. We have built up those useless and vain ways of life through past habit patterns that are designed to mask our inferiority, our fears, and our guilts. Our activities have thus been built upon false values. Our habits are mechanical movements to ease the pain of living out step. You may see what you have done wrong in the past. As your life unfolds before you, do not resent seeing these things. Do not cover them up as you did before, but willingly suffer the agony of your soul. The repentance that results from this pain is a godly sorrow. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So that's why I wanted to read from Roy's book there. It was self-evident what he's talking about, how the repentance naturally comes from accepting that pain, accepting that sorrow. And it's not a pain that you're being like self-flagellating where you're just hitting yourself saying, oh, I'm a horrible person. 
It's spiritual pain that is true. And you will know it by the fruits of its labor. It, it will come through you. It'll wash over you. It's just like Roy said, the, um, let me go to that section. Yeah, as you go through these experiences, you will feel a great uh, travail, but afterwards comes joy, a sense of going forward and a renewed sense of purpose. You know, like I said previously, it's very challenging to go through it, but on the other side, there is a new you. And it's really just the old you, who you were before you layered yourself with all these beliefs and thoughts that you thought were you. So anyways, again, I highly recommend this book. I highly recommend doing the three simple steps. You know, again, it's how your mind can keep you well. It's on Amazon. It's like 12 bucks. So instead of getting two or three cups of coffee, just get this book and follow the steps. So cool. We'll move on to part number four. We'll review a, uh, a great thing from JLP. I think he has a good video clip that I liked. And we'll talk about it and we'll finish up this podcast. Okay, so we're at the final section of the Doubt Every Thought podcast, episode number six. So up to this point, we've been talking a lot about repentance, what it is, how it works, all that jazz. I really hope you have a clear understanding of that. What I wanted to cover now was a clip from uh, Jesse Lee Peterson's uh, church called Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. Uh, They have church services every Sunday up in Los Angeles. And it's really just a fellowship, and it's a hootenanny of a time, as uh, people say. Uh, I personally love going to it for the fellowship and knowing thyself and meeting other people who are on a similar path. It actually feels like what uh, Christianity is about. So in this particular section, JLP is talking about salvation. And in particular, the salvation that we're mentioning is just how how important it is to doubt every thought. And it's amazing how pervasive thoughts are and how pervasive Satan is. So this clip is three minutes long. I'm going to um, uh, pause it every once in a while so we can go through it together. And uh, let's just check it out. So this is JLP. It's called Salvation is Not What You Think It Is. Salvation is nothing that you can imagine. The mind cannot conceive salvation. It cannot. The mind does not understand the things of God at all. Not one iota. And so everything that your mind tells you about salvation, let it go. It's straight out of hell. It's an illusion. It's deception. So that particular part is just key. And the way I try to describe it is salvation and peace. It isn't, um, it isn't like looking at life where you have happiness and sadness, right? It's on a spectrum where the right-hand side is happiness, the left-hand side is sadness. It's really like being in the center of both of those, where you're not happy, you're not sad, you're not right, you're not wrong. But if you're somebody who can only imagine things in that binary, salvation is something that you would never really be able to understand. And so realize this, doubt every thought. And if you doubt every thought, you return to a childlike state. Let's keep going. It cannot know the things of God. The mind is as far from God 
as east is from the west. It has no clue. And the mind is Satan deceiving you, presenting himself as God. Everything that he says to you, every whether they're good or bad, every and the way that he makes you feel are all wrong all the time. You can you got to doubt everything that your mind tells you. Or you would think, because if you don't, you would think that you have salvation and you don't. Like a whole lot of, and I used to think that too, because I did what most Christians do. Went to church, went down to the front, accepted Jesus, Lord and Savior, nothing changed. Felt good for a moment. And then when I would go back into doing those things I didn't want to do, I felt guilty about them. Because now I've heard that it's wrong to do them. So that's a really interesting point he's making, right? You... Actually, it's kind of funny how it ties into the beginning. Remember how I said that, you know, Christianity and coming back to God, it's its not going to church. It's not getting baptized or doing the hooping and hollering. You know, you, you may feel good in the short term, but all it does is set you up for failure in the long term because you'll think everything's good. Again, believe in the thoughts because it's not you. Because you'll think you're your thoughts like, oh, I'm doing great now. And it just sets you up so then later on, when you eventually cave in to whatever's happening, then you feel bad. And Satan's like, oh, you should feel guilty. And then you're like, yes, yes, I should feel guilty. It's amazing. And the guilt will come from me judging myself. Because Satan would say, go ahead and do it. You haven't done it in a while. You're not that far enough. No big deal. And then I'll do it. And then Satan said, look at you, you're supposed to be a little Christian. <laughs> you're supposed to be saved. And now I'm judging myself from, from that. So just, I like to, what he does here is he helps you understand how simple this is. This isn't like, it is your life, right? Salvation is yours, but it's, it's not this hyper complex thing. You know, it's, <laughs> it's really, really simple. Doubt every thought. Because if you don't, then you go down this path of seriousness and complexity and layer upon layer of just ruining yourself. And God is not in the midst at all. My relationship was still with Satan and me because he presented himself as God. Isn't that amazing? He made a promise that he was going to do that. He told God. I'm going to deceive every man, woman, and child because I'm going to be you. Everything you do, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to convince them that I am God because they're going to believe me. Isn't that amazing? This is so interesting to me because it makes sense why most churches don't make sense to me. Because they do what Jesse's talking about, the whole hooping and hollering, they say empty words. They don't talk about what actually matters, you know, about the natural order of God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and woman over children. They don't talk about how Satan is talking to you. And if you believe your thoughts, which are in your head, which can sound like you and look like you, you're going to be deceived by the great deceiver. That's just amazing to me. So the voice that you hear in your head, the voice that's telling you is, it's not knowing you, it's not giving it to thoughts or whatever else he said, all lies, all from Satan. You have to learn to doubt every thought you get. I just have to put a little 
you know, advertisement there. Doubt every thought. Don't forget that. <laughs> God said that my children shall know me by my voice. And his voice is a voiceless voice. He doesn't talk to you. He revealed to you. It's a quiet, still, voiceless voice. But this voice that you hear in your head, quoting the scriptures, reminding you of what you have learned, and, and all the stuff you see going on, is the voice of the devil. So that's the last thing that he says on this clip here. And I just wanted to remind you to you know take it in one ear, out the other. Just smoke on it. Not literally. This is just what Jesse says. Uh, the, the key thing here is just you're not trying to remember anything because memory again is about going into the past or going into the future. Everything you're learning here about knowing thyself is just a return to what you've always known. And the key thing to always know what you've known is to doubt every thought because then God can reveal to you through revelation. And then you can also then repent and handle the pain that comes from repentance. So I love that clip. I hope you did too. And again, just realize it's so simple to return to God, right? Three simple steps. Go to your mother and father. Forgive them for making you resent them when you were a child. Step number two is to know thyself by doing the silent prayer every morning and every night. And of course, like the podcast name is, is Doubt Every Thought. Again, this is episode number six, where we talked about repentance and Roy Masters and JLP quotes. I'm Jacob Brucker. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you more on episode number seven. I'll talk to you then, and I wish you well. Well.